0: Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and I'd like to welcome you to today's broadcast of Shear Jeshub. sheer Jeshub is a Bible study program brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. At the end of the program, I will give you an address where you can write to us and information about our church service. My husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, has been teaching a series on Heavenly Authority. The current sermon is part of a background study in the Old Testament and focuses on Deborah, the Judge of Israel, from Judges chapters 4 and 5. Last time, Pastor discussed how Deborah had to prod Barak to assume his position in leading the troops into battle against Sisera, commander of the Canaanites. And he brought out that while Deborah has this important position of authority, It was not in God's order, nor proper, for her to lead the troops. That was Barak's calling. And Pastor will develop some interesting insights for the New Testament church from this account. So let's pick up the Sunday sermon where we left off.
1: The position and importance of Deborah is clear in this section. She judged Israel. But each is supposed to be in the proper order established by God. Everyone's authority has to be in the proper order as God established. She had a position, but she could not do what Barak was supposed to do. Each in proper order as established by God. And this is important when we look at the role of New Testament women in the church. In the New Testament, while the 12 apostles, and the elders and the pastors were all men yet women played an important part of the Lord's ministry in Luke chapter 8 and verse 1 now it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God and the twelve were with him and certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and affirmatives Mary called Magdalene out of whom had come seven demons and Joanna the wife of Chuza, Herod's steward, and Susanna and many others who provided for him from their substance from their provisions so the women helped him by their provisions and in Matthew chapter 27 in verse 55 and many women who followed Jesus from Galilee ministered to him and they were looking on from afar among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Josie's and the mother of Zebedee's sons. So unlike the men, the women did not abandon Jesus at the cross. In chapter 28 of Matthew verse 1, now after the Sabbath as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. So. The women believers were courageous enough to go to the tomb, and there were other women that went also. And they were the first to hear the gospel, verse five. But the angel answered and said to the women, "Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for He is risen, as He said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. They're the first to hear the gospel, the good news of the resurrection, and the women are the first to believe that gospel." And the first to preach that good news. And to preach the good news is evangelism. They were really the first evangelists. In verse 8, so they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples word. And the women were the first to see the risen Lord. In verse 9, and as they went to tell the disciples, behold, Jesus met them and said, rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. In Mark uh, chapter 16, verse 9, now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. The first to believe, the first to preach, the first to see the risen Lord. In Acts chapter 2, verse 17, and it shall come to pass this is the Apostle Peter quoting from Scripture on the day of Pentecost it shall come to pass in the last day says God that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your young men shall see visions your old men shall dream dreams and on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy both men and women shall prophesy and the holy spirit and anointing was clearly to come on female believers as well as male with the accompanying gifts of the holy spirit that was a new testament way in our study of acts we saw that the daughters of philip the evangelist had a gift in acts chapter 21 and verse eight on the next day we who were paul's companions departed and came to caesarea and entered the house of philip the evangelist who was one of the seven and stayed with him now this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied so they were prophetesses they had the gift of prophecy through the holy spirit all four daughters priscilla with her husband aquila were active in advocating Christianity and establishing the early church. We saw that when we studied the book of Acts and in the letters. They were the ones in Acts chapter 18, verse 26, that said that the two of them explained to Apollos the way of God more accurately. And Paul, in Romans chapter 16, verse 3, calls both Priscilla and Aquila, her husband, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 19, we see that a church meets at their house and she's right there Priscilla active with her husband Aquila in having the church at the house and bringing forth the gospel and giving better instruction to Apollos. And for that matter in Romans 16:7 Paul mentions it seems another couple Andronicus and Junia, and Junia usually is feminine. Um, And when you mention the two in connection, it was done normally to mention a husband and wife. It says, greet Andronicus and Junia, my countrymen and my fellow prisoners, who are of note among the apostles, who also were in Christ before me. So they too play a role, this woman Junia with her husband there in the early church. And there was Tabitha Dorcas, we studied her in the book of Acts. Paul also mentions Phoeba, some say Phoebe, Phoebe in, in Romans chapter 16. This is one to look at. I commend to you Phoeba, our sister, who is a servant of the church in Sankria, that you may receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints and assist her in whatever business she has need of you for indeed, she has been a helper of many, and of myself also. And that word there, for servant in verse one, servant of the church, diaconos, diaconos, where we get the word deacon or deaconess. She's a deaconess of the church. From the context, you can see the word is being used more than just a servant in a, a social sense of the community that she helped people. She actually has a mission she's doing and most feel that the way the letter is set up and when paul introduces her in chapter 16 that she was probably the one that paul sent with the letter to the romans so she's acting as a deacon she's a deaconess she has responsibility her name by the way is a beautiful name uh phoebe means pure bright radiant so here is a woman who has ministry she has business she's doing for the church, as a servant of the church, like a deacon, a deaconess. Yet there's confusion over the issue of women and authority in the church. I've shown you how the Lord in the New Testament church has used women, anoints women, they receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there are offices. But the confusion comes in uh, over other scriptures we're going to read, and I think it would be clearer if we understood the account of Deborah. In church meetings, we're told in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 5. Paul says, for every woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head. For that is one and the same as if her head was shaved. This section here, there's two different ways to translate it and it's probably speaking more than just a covering over the head if you look down in verse 15 it says but if a woman has long hair it is a glory to her for a hair is given to her for a covering and Paul in verse 14 appeals to nature he's probably speaking about the woman standing with her hair framing her head her hair down her hair long as opposed to the man with long hair The men are supposed to have shorter hair, the women longer hair, as we have in our society. Um, And people focus on this issue of covering the head or of the length of the hair. And they see it as a restriction against women. But the thing I notice about this verse, in verse five, every woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered, what does that say? He's speaking about how women should pray and prophesy in the church, how they should be garbed or how they should wear their hair. Putting aside how they should be garbed or how they should wear their hair. An important point is in here. Women pray and prophesy in the church, right? But every woman who prays or prophesies, it was proper for women to pray and prophesy in the church. And prophecy, as I said, is from no other than from the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can give a true prophecy from God. And that's authority from the Holy Spirit. And we've seen from what we read that often women can have the gift of prophecy. Even back early in the life of the Lord, in Luke chapter 2, in verse 36 it says, Now there was one Anna, a prophetess. The daughter of Phanuel, the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks. She sees the baby Jesus. She gives thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Anna is a prophetess. She has... The gift of prophecy, this dedicated woman.
0: This is a good point at which to end our study today. We give thanks to the Lord that you were able to spend the last quarter of an hour with us as we studied God's holy word and trust that it was a help and a blessing to you. It would be a blessing to us here at Sheer Jeshu Christian Tabernacle to receive your words of encouragement. Or, if you feel led of the Lord, a gift of support. If you would like to write to us or send a donation, our address is Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. Once again, that address is Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, we invite you to join us for Sunday service. Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us again for our next broadcast of Sheer Jeshub.